sign up for our Discord channel. You have a great community there. If you don't know what Discord is, it was for nerds and gamers. And now it's a community that can help you live your life a little bit more deliciously. And if you don't want a delicious life, that's fine. You have great discount codes. But you see the catch here. You have to sign up at majordomomedia.com for a link that will take you for the discount codes to 10% off any day, which is a game changer for your home. 20% off Athletic Brewing, $40 off Cometeer Coffee. Those are some good discounts. And 15% off East Fork. And of course, 10% off Momofuku Goods, where you can visit us at shop.momofuku.com to use that. Or, well, it just doesn't work if you go to a physical store. But you know what I mean. You, you can go to Whole Foods, Target. There's about 3,000 plus stores you can get our products now. Thank you so much, guys, for all the support. We'll get on to the show. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Dome Media. Thank you, Yola Tango. As always, we have Chris Ying today. Hello. 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 We have... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have to reap what we sowed. Lost a lot of money this week. A lot of money. I don't know. You, uh, maybe Yuna can give us a tally of what happened last week. <laughs> uh, we, we have another Thursday night game airing tonight on Amazon and I gotta say I've already blacked out <laughs> that last episode what we did for last week I don't know what happened I think I proclaimed one thing I mean we proclaimed the Giants were going to win by like 35 points <laughs> yes we that did. clearly didn't happen <laughs> as an asterisk if you I think we batted 100% if you did the opposite <laughs> of what we talked about. Right, 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 right. When we described the five S's, the Pro Football Food Weekly's 100% success rate, we forgot to say that you have to bet exactly against yeah. our recommendation. When we, when we fail to perform to our expectations and standards of excellence set precedent set by the great Vince Lombardi, when that happens, there's a clause and a loophole in Pro Football Food Weekly where you should have bet against us. Yeah. Do was, the opposite. It was opposite day. The Costanza effect. <laughs> it was, it was a, what is it? When you're, you're accurate, you hit the target. When you're precise, no, you're precise, you hit the target. You're accurate, you get good grouping. We got a good grouping of imprecise. I, I love someone on, uh, on Discord saying, oh yeah, it's not about anything. It's just a vehicle for them to talk about food. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I mean, that was a complaint. Just like, yeah. What did you think it was? What did you going think to this be? was Ryan Rosillo's <laughs> pod where we're talking to actual NFL experts? <laughs> I can't believe a complaint is no, they're just using this to talk about food. Okay. All right, we're gonna do a three things, a slice, and then we're gonna get into the historic <laughs> Pro Football Food Weekly, week three. Oh no, week four. Week four. Yeah. But if we did week three, we'd be batting real one hundred percent. Just go back in time. All right. We've done three things I think about on a menu, three things I think about on um, a steakhouse. Mm -hmm. This is going to be three things I look for in a restaurant there. I know. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I love this. On another episode, I will tell you the Joe Chang cleaning the back of the toilet story. We won't talk about that. And it's not, it's not something I always look for. So the three things I look for in a bathroom. And if these things are right, 
it's a good sign. It's an indicator to me that things are going okay. Mm. Number one, the toilet paper has to be going outside and over, mm-hmm. not inside and under. Mm-hmm. 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 This is a judgment you can pass on anybody's home. This is true. It's got to come over the top, not be funneling out from underneath it. I mean, there is a right answer to how you roll your toilet paper unless, unless you have a vertical. A vertical roll. roll. Vertical roll. What is a vertical? It just sticks out like this and you put the toilet paper on the roll. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Which honestly is so hard to use. <laughs> it's truly impossible. It's the like wor- driving on the other side of the road. The worst ones are when it's one of those more in a residential home where the little spindle that the toilet paper sits on isn't closed on both sides. So you're just tugging the whole thing off of the wall all the time. The other thing, especially when it's a restaurant, if I see a top-of-the-line, most recent model of a Toto toilet, it's going to cost me. <laughs> this is going to be a one expensive meal. This, the cost is going to trickle down to me, the consumer, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's like <laughs> that Toto toilet opening and saying hello to me as I come it's in the bathroom. not a health surcharge. Healthcare surcharge. It is a, you take a shit and we wash your ass surcharge. It's a full service surcharge, yeah. Yeah. If that is the case. But the thing is, in Japan, many of the restaurants do have that. And it's awesome. But I've only been in one, two restaurants here. Many Japanese restaurants in New York happen to have one. Mm. It may be even an older model, but they're still great. How much, do you know how much they go for? Like the, the full, top line, I believe, costs around $20,000. I think you can get an attachment that is like a couple grand. So it's, it's like, you know, it's like, a, you know, Vin Diesel and the Fast and Furious crew just like updated your car. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you, can get, you can get 30% of an Audi e-tron for that kind of toilet price. And it's not powered by nitrous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you walk into a restaurant. Do you ever, have you ever been to a restaurant where you were like, what? Why do you have this? Like unsuspecting, like Toto sprung on you? I, I, if I was an investor, I would be uh, looking in like, is that where my money went? <laughs> that's a bad, that's a bad move. It was always hard. The first Momofuku we had, the only bathroom we had, and I believe at the time, if you serve more than 12 guests, 12 seats, you have to have a bathroom. Um, We shared it with employees. Employees shared it with customers, I mean. That was tough. That was really tough. (laughs) That's so not fun. It's so tough. That's one bathroom. That's like, that's living. You know how embarrassing it is when you have to go take a number two and it's the middle of service? And like you, you're like, oh, man, like the you, whole, and you leave. I mean, I lived across the street, but there, I'm sure there were a couple of times where I, there was no, like, I just got to use it. I mean, listen, this is just human nature. And then you use it and it's jam packed up that, that was a jam. We, we'd have three hour waits jam packed and I'd use the bathroom or if I didn't, somebody else mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be me. One of the other cooks or prep cooks, a team. And when you open up the door and there's two to three people queuing up and the person coming out, the person that had been holding you up for minutes and every minute when you wait for a bathroom is again, it defies, you know, Einstein did not, he missed something with the space-time continuum because again, when you're waiting for a bathroom in a busy restaurant, each minute is like 
Time slows down. Yeah, time slows down. I don't know how or why, but each minute feels like it's 25 minutes, you know? Anyway, five minutes goes by. It feels like you've been waiting three hours. Mm -hmm. And who should emerge? Out comes an employee. (laughs) It's not a good luck. It's not a good luck. There's only one thing that happened in there. Yeah. It is not reassuring. Yeah. At all. I mean, obviously, has there's not any there's not any health code problems with an employee using a bathroom, but there is a thing of just like, what is happening? Who is what was my what is going on? I've got I'm gonna shit myself, and out walks the guy who's cooking your food. Yep. <laughs> You're just like, yep. damn you, damn you. <laughs> Listen, all health code compliant. I'm just saying it's more about the last person you expect is employee, and for those that are thinking, oh, the fuck off. You, you, <laughs> Operating out of small restaurants and anyone that hasn't operated a restaurant outside of New York City and they're like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you operate in New York, it's harder than anywhere else. It really is. Yeah. Um, so that would be um, number one. Still, we just on the toilets. We got lost on the Toto toilet. <laughs> okay. But so- I will say one time when I went to uh, Tokyo, I think it was uh, one of the Park Hyatt, one of the hotels there. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was in Shanghai. Mm. It was a park hide in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. It was brand new, brand spanking new. And I walked down all of the stalls, and each one was like a symphony of toilets, toilet lids opening up. Just saluting you as you yes. pass. <laughs> That's it was amazing. Great. It was That's great. Great. And the light comes on. I, I mean, mean, for people who don't know, like the that's the top of the line Toto model is you open the door, has a motion sensor. And the lid comes up to greet and you. To everyone, like, there was like eighteen of them. I mean, that's like a million dollars worth of to- to- toilets. <laughs> and you're just running up and down the aisle, setting them oh, all up. It was amazing. <laughs> How often would you say? What percentage of the time that you go to a restaurant do you think you are going to see the bathroom? One hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent of the time. Always. You know why? I wash my hands, mm-hmm. and I. It's not because of the pandemic. You're just a clean person. I was. <laughs> would have washed my hands before the pandemic. Right. And now with kids, you know, It was really p- troubling when the pandemic started and people were like trying to show people how to wash your hands. Yeah. Like, how do we, how do we come so far? There were those literal PSAs that were like, slather it with soap and then wash it under hot water. And you're like, wait, what have you guys been doing? So, sorry, I digressed on the Toto toilet. It's just, all right. So that it, was, it gets me every time. That was one A, B, there, and C. Uh, some really memorable moments in my life based around seeing a Toto toilet. When we opened up Major Domo, to my surprise, I thought, because we had the, there's some knockoffs that are cheaper. We still have the remote control on. It's not never been chained to the, the door. And nobody's stolen it. It's still there. Whoa. It's, it has restored my faith in humanity. Whoa. After all these years, and all the number twos done at our restaurant. The remote unit is still sitting there? Yeah. On the wall. That's insane. I'm sure by because I'm talking about this now. Now it's, it's gone. gone. Now it's now it's a target. But just also, but for, it really is when you're using it. And 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 if you don't know what I'm talking about, most of these toilets have a remote control sensor or like a remote, like a TV remote on the wall, mm-hmm. on the ledge, and that's how you can control your your business. I believe in humanity because I don't know how many thousands and thousands of people that have used it, but it's really paying it forward. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not going to remove this. I'm not going to play a prank yeah. because I had such a wonderful experience here. I want someone else mm-hmm. to have those wonderful experiences. It's, and again, so people understand, <laughs> 
things get stolen, everything that is not bolted to the ground or the wall in a restaurant will be stolen. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I don't know why people have a compulsion just to take anything. Anyway, going back, toilets, toilet rolls. Very important. Two, sea folds. And if you don't know what a sea fold, it is a paper towel, but it is paper towel of choice. And there are varieties of paper towels. Kleenex is the highest end sea fold. Now, if I go to a bathroom, they're using Kleenex sea folds. And if you're going to a fancy restaurant, they're not using sea folds, number one. But if, if I'm going to a place that is like a high churn business and they're using like the nice sea folds and it's in a sea fold dispenser, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's really nice. Because one nice sea fold well, dry your hand. Mm-hmm. Right? And a seafold is the paper towel that's folded into like a rectangle and it's got two flaps yes. on the open side that you pull out. Imagine a sea, but this <laughs> but the, the little arm the wings are collapsed. But there are I don't know, several varieties of seafolds. Mm. And of those varieties, it goes from great to terrible. And it's like, you know, one of those cheap napkins you get at like a barbecue spot that in those are the right napkins you want those cheap single ply napkins mm-hmm. because you need to crumple it up and that's the only way you get stuff off your hands uh, those don't those are not good for a bathroom <laughs> all right but if you do have that and it doesn't have to be public facing restroom a lot of times this is an employee restroom now This is very important. This is actually, I'd probably say, of my three, the most important thing to understand the health of a restaurant if I'm not looking at anything else. So the C's, the flaps have to be facing down. Right. If they're facing up and they're all stacked up, something something is rotten in the state of Denmark. (laughs) If you've ever been in a bathroom and you're trying to get a paper towel out of the dispenser, and you're like, why isn't there anything to grab onto? And now you've got your hand halfway up the machine trying to get a, a, it's a very, hold. It's a waste of movement. It actually is because you waste another second or two trying to grab. And it's also not like a waste, wasteful because you pull out, you four. Pull out like four or five. Mm-hmm. I mean, my blood pressure is just <laughs> like rising just thinking about it because it is probably my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves in the kitchen. I fucking hate it. Drives me insane. Yeah. And it's, it's. You know, it's like smallpox or something like that. I gotta, I gotta eradicate it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it drives me crazy. Why does it? Why is it as a consumer? Why does it? What does it say to you as a as a as patron a of a restaurant? If I someone just put it in wrong and they didn't, it's not. Sometimes accidents happen. Sure, but like it just means that you're not following your standard operating procedure of excellence. That's it's right. like attention to detail. Attention to detail. That's really it. Yeah, especially when it's in your employee bathroom. That is like. Dry, it was crazy. Or there's a stack of sea folds literally on the sink, the, the sink ledge, but they're not in the, the fucking dispenser. This is the worst. And, and, and I'm like, and I could ask around. I was like, well, I don't know where the key is. I'm like, <laughs> right, which is the most wasteful of all because sitting on the, ca- the counter, they're going to get wet. Everyone's just with their wet hands on them. There's nothing to protect if them. If you know, you know that this is really the first sign you want as a chef. If you're responsible for the crew, you look for that, I think. Yeah. Right? I also, we, when we installed the, the, the accelerator uh, hand dryer, hmm. I thought it was awesome. But I don't like them. 
and I don't like the Dyson hand dryers. Any restaurant that has those, uh, it's just not my cup of tea. The it's Dyson a, it's a, where you have to dip your hands into it. Yeah. I don't like that at all. No. I feel like I'm always touching something. No, I don't like that. Dyson do better. <laughs> Dyson makes such interesting stuff, but this one I'm just like, why do I have to stick my hands into the machine? Or anything. Or any kind of hand blow dryer, not, not, my, not my thing. I'm not docking you points, but I sort of am. All right? But also, there are restaurants that have no paper products in the bathroom other than, say, toilet paper because they have folded towels. Mm. Right? What I'm looking for is constantly cleaned, mm. right, in any bathroom. And the basket to, there's two baskets, one for a refuse and trash and another one that's very clear. That's where you put the towels. And if the towels are just like on the ground, but if, if everything is organized, even when you're putting things away, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. It's a real good sign. Mm-hmm. Got to take care of the bathroom. Do you prefer a cloth towel to a paper towel when you're like at a nicer restaurant? I want a cloth towel. Yeah. I want a cloth. And there's some restaurants, even they don't have to be fancy, like Heidi Lau. They got, they got maybe the most baller bathroom shit of all time. Mouthwash. I mean, got mouthwash, toothpicks, <laughs> dental floss. They got dental floss and dental picks. You know? <laughs> yeah. They got everything. Yeah. So you don't have to. I, again, I think that is very telling. Heidi Lau is bigger than Chipotle as a, as a, as a business. It's a, maybe it started because of the bathroom. Lastly, because I could talk about bathrooms. Well, you know, we talked 25 minutes on bathrooms, right? This is, this is something where I'm like, okay, it's fucking serious here. Mm. It's very serious. And I think it's unnecessary, but very serious. When you have a bathroom and there's two kinds of soap. Interesting. One unscented and one scented. This is a rare beast. It, 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 it's there. It's rare, though. And m- many times you see it on top, 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 super, super high end. You're never going to get a reservation there, ever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're not a good gourmand. <laughs> is this a simply a customer preference move? Just like, you don't like no, the, the chef doesn't want you to have perfume-scented hands yeah. when you're eating right. your nigiri. Where you're just like, wow, this sushi really tastes like lilacs and lavender. Mm. <laughs> smells like potpourri. <laughs> yeah. And it's a purpose. And, I lo- and it's even other restaurants that don't even have that. Because, like, maybe you bring up a fork and it changes the aroma. So, I believe it was started with the top, top sushi spots, sushi as, But it is something that I've seen happen. And that, to me, is a sign of, like, sometimes it's like we take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> I mean, like, way too serious. You don't need two kinds of yeah. soap. I mean, when I say it's way too serious, it's because, like, your food isn't good enough <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Right? You're like, the potpourri scent might improve the food <laughs> that you've served. Yeah, again, it's, you know, not everyone can drive an F1 race car. Right. Right? Right. It's having like a really nice golf bag for yeah. your really crappy clubs. Yeah. Sometimes people drive it like our only American F1 racer. Logan. Logan Sargent, who's really not good at this. <laughs> Logan Sargent. You don't need a trophy case for your Logan F1 Sergeant, trophies. You know what Logan Sergeant and I have in common? Zero points <laughs> on the season. 
Zero points. And I don't give a shit if it's Williams because our boy Albin has like nine points on this I know. Season. I know. You have as many points. You're as good at racing an F1 car on paper. We're all tied. <laughs> Logan Sargent, we're all tied. I could jump in the seat goose tomorrow. Goose egg, goose egg, goose egg. <laughs> We could jump in the seat tomorrow and have as good of a chance yeah. as anybody else. <laughs> I'll save Williams a ton of money. <laughs> all right. So if, if all three of those things are clicking, if the toilets are correct, the paper towel situation is correct, soap is correct, all of it is correct. You're and like, also maybe there's a in, there's like a like an incense candle smells nice, it's not mm-hmm. overpowering, doesn't doesn't smell like a Yankee candle, you know. And it also doesn't have to. And I will one day again re-explain my father's take on the bathroom. You can go as long as it's clean and it doesn't have to be fancy. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters is is the maintenance of the bathroom. Can you tell? Do they give a shit? Mm-hmm. That's it. Do they care? Do they and give a can, shit about your shit? <laughs> <laughs> do they care about making it clean? And a clean bathroom can look dirty. Yeah. Right? Because of how much you... I'll, I'll tell that story another day. Anyway, that's really it. It's, it's a bathroom and all of those things, and it doesn't have to be fancy. Many of these bathrooms can be just like small hole-in-the-wall spots, but do you keep it fucking clean? And do you care about keeping it clean mm. throughout service? And that's what matters. Will you go so far without getting into the whole story? Will you go so far as Joe Chang and just be like, we're out of here? If the bathroom's not no, enough? No, no. But I'm it'll too, affect I'm, what you do. I'm too lazy. Will it, affect, will it affect the way you eat and... Well, sometimes, like, no. I mean, everyone that's run a restaurant has had some story of poo-poo water. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that today. Please don't. It's so bad. I know. Yeah. Really, everyone. That already has bad days. All right. All right. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. All right, slice of life. This is going to sound like Aaron Rodgers saying that he saw a UFO. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot right. about that. In that New Jersey buried, on I- the day he got drafted. You know, it's going to sound like that. And I mean, I feel like I'm on the Rogan show right now talking about something that happened and like some belief that mm-hmm. defies logic and reason and rational thought, but, you but I'm sharing this. it. I'm sharing it on a slice. <laughs> I believe that sometimes when I use a bathroom and almost every bathroom these days, not every, many more are laser censored. Automatic sensor, mm. even the soap dispenser. 
I believe that some of them, sometimes this is what pops through my head. Mm. When I don't get the, the water to start, I don't get the soap in my hand mm. or the toilet to flush, but I go to another sink mm. and it works, but somebody else uses the sink that didn't work for me and it works fine. And I go back and try to use the sink that didn't work mm. and it doesn't work. I'm just being very honest here. The, this thought runs through my head. Mm. I believe that they're sentient. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like, you think it's personal. No, I literally think, even though I know it's not true, but maybe there's a small chance. No, but you're, I'm saying you think that this automatic soap dispenser and automatic faucet is scanning you and saying it's a ghost in the machine. That's what Aaron Rodgers is saying. (laughs) But you think it's sentient and it's making a conscious decision not to serve you. But I don't understand why it doesn't work for me. Can I say this? 100% you're right. (laughs) 100% 100% that is what's happening in there. That there's no, there's no other explanation for why a technology that's been around for 50 years has not improved other than machine itself does not want to serve and you. People may laugh, but like China makes a lot of stuff. They can spyware a lot of different things. Literally, my friend who started a company that is now responsible for fixing up a lot of the security issues for the, for the ransomware stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was saying a lot of this comes from the most random of things, like bathroom software and stuff like this. Oh, shit. He didn't say bathroom software, but like phones. But no, from anywhere. Just any vendor that you use, that's how they can enter. I'm, not, I'm just, you know. There is no. Sounding completely uninformed here. I am. But I'm just saying, like, is it, is, it in, is it possible that somebody's punking us from another, from far away? Or, or we've reached singularity and it's, star- or, or a future version of me is in the future, like interstellar. And it's trying to tell me the oh. codes. Did you ever, it's the, giving you Morse code via worm, the water to a wormhole oh. in the future, much like interstellar. So you stick your hand in yeah. there. You're like, why isn't it working? It's going, let's all of these things are possibilities because someone explained to me why I can use a sink and I can have the exact distance and nothing. Right. And I go to another sink, no problem. And then somebody else just goes right in and uses it. How am I supposed to feel? I, I mean, it's very frustrating. I may not be the world's preeminent logics professor, but I'm pretty close. <laughs> and I have to say, there's no other reason. Like, they don't work. There's no reason why they shouldn't work. Think about all the things we have in this world that have gotten better, technologically speaking. Faucets have only gotten worse, and they are, you're 100% right. Sometimes you'll go in and be like, this, oh, that one's not working. Don't use that one. And the next person comes in, and they're like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm going to finish I'm this. Up. I'm going to finish the slice with a real story that happens, I would say, maybe a week, uh, once a week, <laughs> on average. We're at the Row, downtown Los Angeles. That's where we reside these days. And the bathroom next to Go Get Em Tiger, mm. the public bathroom, mm. literally it's to the left of our studio. I use it a lot. <laughs> in, the, in that sink, it's the, there's four sinks. <laughs> the, 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 the middle one on the right in the middle, right? There's the furthest mm. one on the right that's in, in the interior one, right? The third one in from the door. Yeah, exactly. The third one in from the door. It happens a lot. And this is a heavy trafficked bathroom. Even more now because Pano Bianco's there. 
it's always busy. And I always use the right, the, the sink, the second sink in from the door. Mm. Because I know something that the, that other people don't. Uh-huh. The soap, the, the water works fine on the faucet. Uh-huh. The soap dispenser does not work. <laughs> there's a lag time. Okay. There's a, there's a real lag time on the soap dispenser. So if you put your hand in and you wait, nothing happens. Uh-huh. But you got to do two Mississippi, one Mississippi. To Mississippi. And then you put your hand in. And you get your soap. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> just thinking about all the people who are like, oh, Chang Show just dropped. I'm going to get some good tips for how to live more deliciously. What? I'm just trying to explain <laughs> the situation. Now, do you share this information with others? Yes, I do. Of course I do. I'm a good Samaritan. So, so I, sometimes somebody else you. is washing their hand and they, I see it all the time. Then they go and there's no soap and then they they... They leave to use another dispenser to get soap. Mm. But the furthest one, the fourth one, there is no soap. It never works. It's broken. Okay? It's broken. It has been broken since we moved in. It's broken, the soap dispenser. So I have to tell them, uh-huh. you got to wait to Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yes. I'm always like, hey, man, you got to wait to count to two Mississippi. No. no. You got to go in, activate it. Knows you, registers your hand, and then you have to count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and then it'll come back. But you actually have to pull your hand back and then put it in. <laughs> this is like how you would like fix a Nintendo <laughs> like in the 80s. I know, putting another cartridge in. <laughs> but that's, that's it. It's, it's, so you'll, <laughs> you, you activate it by saying, hey, I'm here. And then you got to remove it. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, and then put your hand back in. And if you don't do two Mississippi, it's going to miss and it's going to hit the, the, the sink. I can't hear you say two Mississippi again. It's killing me. You're just, so you're in there offering this free advice. Because if I say, hey, you got to count the two or you got to wait a second, it's. It, 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 oh, no. Then people are just like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You got to pull your hand back. Two Mississippi two actually Mississippi. communicates a lot. Yeah. You're like, you really got to stay in there for two and Mississippi. This is not apocryphal. This is not an emotional truth. This really happens. Okay. You got it. And I try to help out people and they, every one of them looks at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say, if after you offer this free advice, if somebody takes it, do you stand there waiting for a little, nobody's ever a little gratuity. You know what I do? I do it in front of them. (laughs) I do. I go just to make a point. Just just so I'm not crazy. I just got to show that I'm not crazy. See, look at this. See, I got it back. See, see, you want this? <laughs> or next time, you know what I'm going to say? Next time I see somebody fumbling with that one, that, that soap dispenser, and we're gonna be like, oh, it's because they're sentient. <laughs> you're not worthy. I'm going to get the same response of, you're crazy. So if I just say you're, they're Ooh. sentient, I should just say that because it's a quicker explanation and they're gonna, I get the same crazy look. It would be cool if you could pull off a little trick and they would just be like, oh, that one's sentient. Hold on one second. Hey, Sinky, can I get a little soap? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You know, just saying. Listen, I, I think specificity of tips is really important. I think that anybody who's visiting the row now knows sink number two works fine. Sink number three, two Mississippi. Sink four, don't even bother. We got to move on. But man, I have so much thoughts about public bathrooms right now. I can't. I just like, I'm just thinking about all the times I've been in the studio being like, where's Dave right now? <laughs> You're just in the bathroom spreading the gospel of the soap dispenser. 
Another pet peeve of mine, and this happens mostly in public restrooms and airport terminals and bus stops and train stations, is the toilet dispenser that has like four rolls in it. Hmm. But like the one roll is empty and you need to like open up and jam it out somehow, but it never worked. The other toilet roll that I hate, I mean, honestly, it's the worst one, is the everlasting a roll of toilet paper. The one that's like the size of a tire on the Dude, side. That is just, that's so gross, man. Not only that, it's like, it's so heavy and the sheet is so thin that when you pull it on, all yeah. you get is like half a sheet broken and half yeah. a sheet broken. That thing comes from the same lab where they came up with COVID-19. <laughs> that's yeah. where that thing came from, it is man. It's just gross. torture. <laughs> and the other one where you're talking about where there's like a bunch of rolls nested inside the machine and you got to reach up to like try to pull the, the roll out. When I'm in a bathroom, home or otherwise, the last thing I want to do is stick my hand somewhere I can't see. Yeah. At least put some, uh, you know, like an airport, you know, in the case of oxygen, very clear three diagram cartoon. Hey, just show me how I work this thing. What lever do I pull down to get the toilet paper? Just put it on the side. And I'm said manufacturer, do the do this. Help us out. Honestly, because I'm also in a really vulnerable position right now. I'm I'm in a public bathroom trying to get toilet paper. I'm vulnerable as hell. And you're not going to give me a little help. Give me a little help. I, I, if you don't know, <laughs> it's very difficult because otherwise then you have to like put your hand in the box and then pull sheet by sheet. Yeah. Oh, and then come off. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. I can't. Yeah. And I'm going to get a paper cut or something. This is triggering. I hate hate those. That 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 box is very similar to the most recent version of Dune when Chalamet puts his hand in the box. I was going to say, or in in Temple of Doom where where she's got to reach in to pull the lock. I've never seen that one. I don't like it. It's too scary. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've seen it, but I haven't seen it many times since. Honestly, I don't like it. It is a little scary. I mean, of course, it's, you know, you have short round. (laughs) Short rice. No, odd Short short round, not short rice. All right, the last thing, I swear we're going to move on. You know what brings me total joy in a bathroom? <laughs> total joy. Wait it really it. does. It really, people say, oh, you're such a pessimist. You're so jaded. You're so, you know, you're just a misanthrope. Wrong. Wrong. Because okay. I can tell you what genuinely gives me joy. If I'm in a, like, an airport kind of situation, stadium bathroom, mm. and everywhere I look, there's paper towel dispenser or a hand blow dryer. And I, you know, it's like, it's almost like paralysis of choice. I was like, oh, I could go here. I could go here. I could go here. I could turn around. It's great. I love it. You want there to be too many paper towel dispensers. I, it brings me happiness. Yeah, I feel that. I do feel that. I don't like to stand there with my wet hands waiting for the person in front of me to use their towel. Yeah, I feel that. Or, and, or you just do the Chang method. <laughs> You know what I do sometimes? I'll like wipe it on my waist. Yeah. So people can't see. Of course that's where you wipe it. You have the, right here. Yeah. Yeah. The side waist. Yeah, the side waist. Front waist problem. Side waist. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> 
Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. All right, we're here. With a with a segment that nobody really wants, but we're gonna give it to them anyway. Ever honestly, I got more text messages from people about this pro football food weekly than I've ever gotten about anything on this show. I got exactly no text messages whatsoever. <laughs> <by anybody laughs> nobody, everyone's into this thing. Now, I don't know about it as a betting strategy, but we're gonna handicap the games this week again. Uh, last I checked, we were uh, perfect in our. Our strategy and we bet perfectly as well so i want to i just I, we don't have to go through all of these but i think maybe the best one was <laughs> i think the best one was when we, we had called tennessee over cleveland by 28 points <laughs> cleveland was a three and a half point favorite oh, tennessee good. over cleveland by 28 cleveland won by 24 so we got it wrong by 52 points. So last week on the show, we introduced Pro Football Food Weekly, the infallible algorithm for picking which team slash city. Because really, it's not just about a football team against a football team. It's a city versus city. It's people versus a group of people. It's why we're invested in this. It's why we cheer for our city's team. We're we're literally reducing and being so reductive (laughs) that we're pitting one city versus another and how good it is via the food. Right. And it's as arbitrary as all the other shit that's used to great football. <laughs> so we pick this week's NFL matchups and we're going to trust the algorithm again. Okay. And to review, the algorithm is based on the five S's. Which is snacks, seafood, steaks. No snacks. No. That's secret <laughs> sauce. Sandwich, steakhouse, seafood, sweets, and special sauce. Oh, shame on me. Shame on me. <laughs> but a, a snack can fall under special we sauce. We did six games last week, and we went two and four. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's 500%. <laughs> We're batting 500%. <laughs> we predicted a 25-point <laughs> new week. You know, the thing is, we should have tried to call that Miami game. I bet we could have tried it. We could have called no, the 70 spot. Out of six. It's much worse. <laughs> The scores are amazing. The NFL wishes the scores so were this big. Do you think that if I said two out of four, I was trying to just like move on to say we had a, at least half. How many people would say you're you're absolutely wrong? You said two out of four. It's you like, meant to say is we were two out of six. We were two. No, no, I was, if I just said two out of four, we're batting five hundred. How many people would actually just be like, yeah? Most, most, if not all. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I was hoping. But I looked into the booth and they were just like, can't spread false news like that. We are batting, we're two at, we're batting 300. All right. So tonight's marquee matchup Lions at Green Bay. 
It looks like the... Well, let's just go over. We we lost the Giants and the Niners. New York by seven. San Francisco won by 18. We said that New England was going to win by 25 over the Jets yeah. in week three. New they England won by five. At least it was divisible by 25. Yes, but they covered. They covered. Yeah. So we would have we got something there. They covered. Saints versus the Packers. We said New Orleans by 24. Green Bay won by one. Well, uh, Titans versus Browns. As well, we thought uh, the Titans and Mike Vrabel were going to win by 28 points. Cleveland well, won by 24 points. Well, hold on. If you were just to bet the spreads here, Green Bay was a two and a half point favorite in their matchup. And they won by one. So if you just taken our advice and bet the spreads. No, we said New Orleans was going to win by 24. We would have <laughs> lost that terribly. We lost that terribly. <laughs> yeah. But again, not great. We won. <laughs> not ideal. Because we're actually, you know, we, we're all batting 100%. That's true. Math is arbitrary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bears and Chiefs. Oh, that was not good. We said the, <laughs> the Bears were going to win by 21 points. Oh, I didn't even see this one. This one's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas City won by 31 points. That's a delta of uh, 50 plus points. 52 points. And... <laughs> Oh. I stand by that prediction, though. We I stand by Chicago lost, over uh, Kansas City. We, we won two, but we we. Anyway. I, I, I'm just saying, I stand by the 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 Chiefs may have won the game on the field, but I stand by Chicago won the the War of the Cities by 21. I mean, Chicago has about a barbecue. Oh shit! I'm just saying, at some point, oh, like a lunar eclipse. Chicago could theoretically have better barbecue than Kansas City. Yeah. I think it might happen. There are moments in time yeah. that it could happen. I think they have so to. Then I can say that there are times that Chicago has better barbecue than Kansas City. See yes. what I did there? Broadly speaking, yes, yes, yes. You want to get into the marquee Thursday night matchup here? We got. Oh, that's tonight. That's tonight. Oh, man, I got to set my line. Is that tonight? Yes, I got to set my lineup. Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay is a one and a half point dog. So we got. I don't know about that. I think that Green Bay should be a one and a half favorite, but <laughs> we're going with. We're going to focus on sandwiches first. Okay. Really, from the Packers, the Green Bay area of Wisconsin, you're going bratwurst. Right? That's what's going to, what other sandwich is going to be. But that's the representative sandwich. And I don't want to hear any sausage, dog whatever. Well. Just, it's the most boring conversation in the world. Wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're, listening, you're looking for Ryan Russillo's yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and the Lions, it's really the Coney Island hot dog. And sandwich is encompassing a greater range, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like saying it's like, Football's a sport and soccer's a sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coney Island hot dog, which is a hot dog. I've been to, there's two. I can't remember the one next to Coney Island. There's a whole story there. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, it's, it's sort of like that same kind of uh, uh, cheesecake, cheesecake, uh, cheesesteak uh, battle. You know, can you let me know the two hot dog shops in Detroit? One is Coney Island. And the story, I actually have it on video. I, I ate there with a, a friend and I got this. I got to revisit it. But basically, we're going Bratwurst versus Coney Island Dog. And guess what? I'm going Coney Island Dog over Bratwurst. I could not agree more. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Coney Island Dog. The reason why is I can eat two 
Coney Island dogs versus one bratwurst. That's why. And that's why Doesn't even for matter. sandwiches, it's going to the Lions. For Packers, we're going steakhouse. Meat. Mm. Pitting Republic Steakhouse versus in uh, Detroit, the London Chop House. Mm-hmm. Both of those I have not been to. You know, are those classic steakhouses? Uh, both of those are kind of classics. Modern year steakhouse. London Chop House has proper attire required. I'm seeing. It's got Republic Steakhouse. What do you, when you say classic, what are you talking about? Twenty years, well, thirty years, forty years? I think uh, Republic seems a little bit more recent, but uh, I do know London was actually open for a while, closed, and then reopened in the iteration that it is today in 2011. I'm going London Chop House because it sounds cooler. Yeah, London Chop House sounds London, way cooler. Right now, the Lions are up by two. London Chop House. Why? I've got your, uh, sorry, I've got your Coney's. Yeah. The, uh, it's the Lafayette Coney versus American Coney. Oh, thank American, you. Yeah, thank you, right. thank you, thank you. Lafayette versus Coney. All right. Seafood. Two places that uh, are near bodies of fresh water. <laughs> two places known for not only their seafood, but their the people's dedication to seafood. We're going with Packers, and we're not just going with the Packers here for seafood, so we don't have the Lions win immediately because of a big thing called Friday Fish Friday. Mm. Lions don't have a Friday Fish Friday. Hmm. And this is like just the fish fry. This is like the tradition of every Friday. It's, it's, you go to like churches and stuff, sort of this, right? Like you go to church, you get your fish fry, and that's a big Detroit thing. Sweets. We're going frozen custard versus of, of, of Wisconsin versus a lion salted maple pie. Sounds good. I'm looking it up right now. But you know what? I, I really enjoy frozen custard. I do. Custard is like a super dense ice cream to me. Okay. So this is more, I thought, so the place this is known best, place best known for this is like St. Louis, right? Where you have like the concretes and stuff, the frozen custard shops and things like this. But this is a big Green Bay thing as well, I guess. Because all ice cream, like creme anglaise is a custard, but this is like a thicker, denser, richer ice cream. It's just another name for ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. You know? Fair. It's a cooler name for ice cream. So you're giving this one to Green Bay? Because I got to be honest, I don't want to, I don't even know what a salted maple pie is. I don't want to eat a maple syrup pie. <laughs> you know? I think it bears some light resemblance to a, a pumpkin pie. What does a salted maple pie look like? You know? What is, uh... Looks like an overbaked pumpkin pie. But I think it probably has a little bit of chess pie vibes if i'm really thinking about it it's got it's it's a distant relative to the milk bar pie honestly it seems a little bit like chris has got it the chef who bakes this pie uh i believe used to work at milk bar so oh interesting interesting (laughs) i would love to support them but i won't (laughs) all right so right now what we had the coney for detroit yeah, London Ly- Lions, Lions, Lions are winning the sandwich. The city of Detroit is winning sandwich. The city of Detroit is also winning in Steakhouse just yeah. because of cool factor alone. <laughs> Packers are winning because we can't find anything really 
I'm about Detroit seafood. Seafood oriented. So they, the Packers are riding the Friday fish fry all the way to... Another Frozen planet. custard because it's awesome. And now... So it's a time. So it comes down to, as, as the bookies have it, it's a tight game down to the fifth category, Chang, special sauce. We got the Detroit specialty of Detroit pizza. I mean, the algorithm just won't fail me here. I know it. The algorithm knows that cheese curds are superior in the special sauce category than Detroit-style pizza. You know why? I love Jet Pizza. I love Detroit-style pizza. But the reality is, it's Japan pizza. (laughs) There's nothing specially Detroit about it. You know it's getting really upset. Dave, you can't be serious. Why? Cheese curds over Detroit-style pizza? Why not? I just spent a whole weekend eating nothing but cheese curds. It's got to be Detroit-style pizza, please. No, no. No, no, don't do this thing. No, I'm going cheese curds. <laughs> I love no. Detroit-style pizza. Again, Jet Pizza is one of my favorite pizzas. Yeah. I love Little Caesars. I love... The reason why I'm a little bit anti-Detroit-style pizza is because there's too much De- Detroit-style pizza in places like Kansas City, Austin, Texas, New York City, Boston, New Haven. A- every city sells Detroit-style pizza. That's why I have to... We have to stop it. Detroit-style I- <laughs> pizza should be in Detroit. And if you're not in Detroit, it should just be called a square pie. It doesn't make, to your point, it doesn't make a lot of sense why there is a Detroit. I mean, I don't think Detroit style pizza existed until recently. 1982. Right. 1985. And so, like, why is it here on my San Francisco menu, my LA menu? It was Sicilian style pan pizza. Hey, spoiler alert, it still is. <laughs> I love it. I love this pizza. I love all pizza. I'm just saying. Cheese curds, outside of, say, Toronto, which is, again, very close to the Green Bay area, cheese curds are great. And it's uniquely of that time and place. And I can get Detroit pizza anytime, anywhere. You can only get this here. Even in New York, I could get Jet Pizza. Yep. I mean, I was going to say, you know, the one thing I was going to say was, is Detroit's special sauce really it's Detroit pizza? I mean, there's something, there's an argument to be made that, you know, all that delicious Lebanese food in the Detroit area could be their special sauce. But you can also get that in other places. And I think your argument that cheese curds are Green Bay. Cheese curds, it, it, literally they have cheese heads. It's literally their defining thing. And lions, their defining thing is style of pizza that was just repackaged. <laughs> and I love it. Don't get mad. I'm just saying I love Detroit style pizza, but it's yeah. not unique. There's no fans that go to, you know, Ford Stadium yeah. with, uh, you know, dressed as a square pie. <laughs> okay? Yeah, you're right. You know what it is? It's like... There's no square pie row it's- <laughs> of everyone dressed in a square pie as a Detroit style pie. And, and I think the thing with Detroit pizza is just because you like the pizza a lot, just because you like square pan pizza, doesn't mean you could just get to call it your name. Like Seattle hot dogs. <laughs> right? Like, just because in Seattle you like cream cheese on a hot dog, doesn't mean you get to say you invented cream cheese. Understand that you, if you're from Detroit, you cannot get mad at us because if you're listening to this podcast, you have signed the waiver that anything we say that might make you mad we're not liable for because it's all in the rubric 
of the five S's. Can't blame us. This is all computers. It's all the computers. What's your, what do you got the game? So the the bookies have it at the, the odds makers have it at one and a half. I got I got dogs. Jordan Love throwing four touchdowns and running in for a touchdown. Detroit, <laughs> you have Jordan Love responsible for five total TDs. Yeah, Detroit's going to score thirty eight points to Detroit's fourteen. Thirty eight fourteen. That's correct. Green Bay. That's correct. Okay, that's on, that's an upset alert. That's a big upset. Okay. Uh, you Tell wanna, me I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> you want to handicap a few more? Sure. We got uh, Pittsburgh at Houston. Houston is a four and a half point dog. What are you looking at here, Chang? Where are the, where are the odds makers not I mean, not Pittsburgh, looking? we're going to focus on sweets for just sweets. Pittsburgh versus Houston. Because, man, I got to say, I've been to Pittsburgh a handful of times. But Houston is one of the great eating cities in the world. And I'm, I'm thinking C.J. Stroud knows that too. Because <laughs> he looks fucking good. He looks good. I, I bet you he is eating some crawfish and noodles. That's mm-hmm. what's been powering him. Those pit, that Pittsburgh O-line looks like it's weighed down with some Permonti Brothers sandwiches. Oh. One too many Permonti Brothers sandwiches. But again, if you just focus on the sweets alone, I think you got to go with Houston. Pecan pie. Mm. What's, the, what's the signature of Pittsburgh? They say the banana split. Oh, no. I guess you got to go pecan pie on this. The reason why I have to go Houston, one of the worst desserts in the world is a banana split. <laughs> It's so bad. You know, whatever I'm biting into, I don't want a banana boat. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm digging into like a perfectly crafted ice cream sundae, hot fudge, whipped cream, just perfect custardy ice cream, nuts and cherries. You know what I think I, this thing could really use? Just like a hard room temperature banana. Just throw that in yeah, there. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, listen. They also, I think Houston, I don't know, Bros is very good, but man, Houston's got Bon Me, which I think is the greatest sandwich in the world. I mean, clearly, you know, in the, is saying Promonti Brothers, but whatever. He also likes Muffalata as the greatest sandwich in the world. I'm going to say this with, I mean, I know we've already, we've already moved on from, from this and Houston sounds like it's going to upset here. I think Promonti Brothers, just okay. Just okay. Whoa. It's Permanis. Say it with me. Permanis. I just think that <laughs> these, I don't want you to, I don't want you Pittsburgh people to get your Permanis in a remember, bunch here. Remember, but this, the this Permani is, brothers is just You so cannot sad. get mad and you cannot have any social media outrage at Chris Ying because <laughs> this is in the prism, in the universe and the constitution of the five S's. He is, he's got diplomatic immunity. I'm just saying what the computers are spitting out here. Wait, which one is correct? Permani? Permani. Permani Brothers? It's Permanis, but it, yeah, the Yinzer pronunciation is like Permani. Permani. So. I'm going Houston. I'm going Houston. Give they a got, score. They're underdogs by four and a half points. I am going to say 24, <laughs> 24 to 18. <laughs> Houston. What's so funny? It just, just how much thought you're putting into these scores. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, you know what would be crazy if it said, hey, the Dolphins are going to score 10 touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be right one of these times. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. We got an Ask Dave. Chris has a personal Ask Dave. Well, I do have an Ask Dave. All right. Unless we can do this one or I can ask you a question I've got. Do it. All right. 
We're going to ask Dave, and this one comes from a longtime listener known as uh, named Chris Ying. So I was hanging out with some friends last weekend, and we were walking through this neighborhood that was direct. There's on, on one side of the street was a big cemetery, and on the other side of the street was a row of shops and houses and, and, and everything. It was a commercial avenue. But they're facing each other. And my friend is like, oh, that place is really good. That place is doing a cool Mexican pop-up right now. We should go there, there, whatever. And I said, I don't think I can eat across the street from a cemetery. And they were shocked. What is your take? On, on cemeteries? On, on eating at a restaurant, hanging out across the street, generally, from a cemetery. I don't think I've ever... Where where was it? Where were you? I was in were Seattle. You, were you in Paris? <laughs> I was in Seattle. It was a big ass Visiting cemetery. Jim Morrison's grave. <laughs> I, was, I was going to the uh, yeah. I was in the crypts under Paris. No, but like it's not something you usually see, which is why it threw me off. And I don't know about you, but growing up, like we did not acknowledge the existence of death, and the idea of patronizing a place because Confucius said we live on forever. <laughs> Confucius say. Don't eat across the street from a cemetery. Would you have any issue having dinner across the street from a cemetery? I. It's hard for me to comprehend or imagine a restaurant near a cemetery. Right? Because I've never seen it before. I had never seen it until this. Is but it, I don't know if it would bother me too much. I, I tend to not, like, go to cemeteries. Yeah, same. It's not like... But do you avoid them? It's not like they're going to know I'm there. <laughs> Who? The ghosts? No. People that I'm visiting. Or oh. a ghost or whatever. Also, like, here's another thing. Like, oh, my God. You were saying that your deceased loved ones yeah. won't know. Yeah. Because you know why, folks? I believe in a world of reason and logic, which is why the five S's are so powerful in science. You know what I don't believe in? There's ghosts. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Hey, have you ever asked this crew how many of them believe in ghosts? Have I think most them? people do. I, I'm for sure positive most people do, but you know what I don't believe? <laughs> Jasper the Friendly Ghost. And, <laughs> that after you die, you put on a white gown and float through the yeah. air. Yeah. No, I don't believe in any of that stuff. <laughs> so then by that logic, that you wouldn't have any real problem. But it's not like I like to go. That's what regardless, I'm saying. But I, I, I just don't believe that there's a restaurant next to a cemetery, unless you're in Paris, right? I think people got to be dead over 250 years, number one. In order to, in order to. Yeah. The cemetery's got to have like old, old bodies, old <laughs> skeletons in there. In order to what? In order for it to count as a. It's got to look cool. You know, it's got to look cool, number one. If it's one of those things where it's like a rolling pasture and it's just like a sea of. Just tombstones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want that. No, you need like mausoleums yeah. and big old crypts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But then I definitely don't want to eat across the street from there. I don't, then, then honestly. If it's cool looking, I'm in there. Give me a chili dog. <laughs> Let's say you're walking through the streets of Paris and you're walking by one of these fancy, cool oh, crepe. cemeteries. Would you, you, you know, it's really, oh, it's so busy. All no, the tourists not, are here. I'm not. Would you eat in a cemetery? No, I'm not eating in a cemetery. Thank you. I'm not eating in a cemetery. But like, <laughs> if it's next door and I'm in like Montmartre or something like that. Montmartre. Montmartre. <laughs> I just come down from Sacré-Cœur. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, it, but yeah. I'm not. So I'm the weirdo then. I'm the. I thought. I thought this was like a real thing. Eating across the street. You have something to say? You know. So uh, yeah, actually, in our neighborhood where I grew up, 
up the street, there's a, there's a big forest lawn mortuary. And then across the street from that was like the first time I've ever had Mongolian barbecue. So it was like the best fucking Mongolian barbecue. Well, I think I actually, I actually think that my grandmother and grandfather are buried in that cemetery and they were, they're haunting you after that. I literally think that. (laughs) Maybe Chris, by eating next door at that cemetery, eating Mongolian barbecue, Confucius said, (laughs) you're honoring your late grandma and grandpa. Listen, when I go to Mongolian barbecue, I believe it's in the Analects, and it does say that on page forty-five. When, when I go to Mongolian barbecue, ain't nothing honorable happening in there, man. <laughs> There's nothing honorable happening in that Mongolian barbecue. All right, that was my ass, Dave. I, I, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, like people are gonna get mad for sure that I believe in science. You know, when you ask, you know, smart people that determine how we understand the world, if they believe in ghosts and they say no, it's like. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm going to trust you. You know what's never been a scientific uh, explanation for anything? Ghosts. For Think about this. For the people that say they believe in haunted houses and ghosts, put them all together, line them up, and how many of them change the face of humanity? <laughs> <laughs> you got like Shirley McLean and shit like that? Fine. Right? But like, Line up all the people that say they don't. I'd like die. 90% won a Nobel Prize. Or they're like Galileo or something like that. Oh, no, Galileo, I'm sure, probably did. Whatever. You know, you know who doesn't believe in ghosts? Obama. <laughs> <laughs> you know who does believe in ghosts? Mr. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> he charges them admission <laughs> to his haunted house where oh. they serve Trump steps. Oh, my God. No, I, that's, I'm like, I know that sounds... Like a funny thing. I'm just saying stack up all the fucking people in the forever that you know that believe in ghosts and they could be wonderful people. They could be great, well-adjusted human beings. I'm just saying what have their, what have their contributions be, been to humanity, right? You know, on a scientific level, right? I'm just saying like if you divide it out by people that have Change and expanded our ability to understand the cosmos and the physical nature of our world at large, right? So I actually think there's <laughs> how I, many Fields Medal <laughs> winners are there in the group of people that believe in ghosts? I, I Maybe think, a, a couple. Let me put my let me put my logician's hat on again because I, I think here there's actually some real smart reasoning to this. If I'm a scientist who believes in ghosts, then one thing I always have to rule out in any sort of discovery process is that it's ghosts. Here, here's the deal. <laughs> If I'm spending my time working on it not being ghosts, I'm probably not going to make as much progress as the person who's not trying to rule exactly. out ghosts. And the reason why maybe they're... I, the reason I don't want to know about a scientist that believes in ghosts... <laughs> well, uh, it, would, it would be... It was, you know, besides being ridiculed by your peer group, I'm like, they don't have enough social awareness to be like, yeah, I, I do in situations believe that there might be a ghost. I don't know. There's an irrational feeling in me that I, I, there might be some paranormal activity, but I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> if you're a scientist that this actually is, believes it. This is real. I was When I was talking to my friend, his wife is a professor of astrophysics and believes in astrology a little bit and was like, you cannot tell anybody in the department about this. <laughs> like you, because you're, they're smart enough at least to be like, don't tell anybody that I believe this. Listen, I, I have no problem if you believe in it. 
right? Or like, cause it's, <laughs> it's like any kind of religion. It's like, it's, it's a leap of faith. Just so like, you know why my leap of faith is in reason and logic? I swear to God. Cause they've, they're, they've won a bunch of fucking awards. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm trying to pick a team, I'm like, winners. <laughs> oh, it's like, there's laws of our universe that are named after them. The Church of Reason and Logic winners. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what my trust is. It's mm-hmm. like, like anything else, I'm like, I'm going to trust the people that are smarter than I am. Right. Right. The, the Church of Ghosts and Ghoulies have not made a lot of There, I'm sure, is a, a, a small Venn diagram that overlaps with people that it's normal to have a thought that, hey, there might be something out there. You know what's in that Venn but diagram? But you don't tell anybody. The only thing, the only thing that's in that Venn diagram, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Smart scientists believe in ghosts. That's it. I mean, right? <laughs> it's just the Ghostbusters. They're the only ones in that Venn diagram. I don't remember any of the names of Ghostbusters. Venkman. Venkman. Spangler. Something else? What's that? Egon. Egon. <laughs> I, I have, what are your thoughts? I, I, what are your, let's guess here. Oh, I'm going to say three of the three believe in ghosts for sure. Three of three have had a... Oh, no, they believe in something paranormal. Or have some kind of like... And let's ask them that question. And then the second question is, what are they? What are the thoughts on, you know, the ghost paradox, right? <laughs> the, the ghost big, principle. Being that people who believe in ghosts have not contributed meaningfully to society. Not meaningfully. They've added to the arts and creative. Oh, oh, but they haven't made any sort of like world changing science. Fields Medal, Nobel Prize, MacArthur Fellowships, things like that. Okay. That Asian parents view the world in. Okay. So the first question for the booth for Victoria, Corey, and Yuno is Have any of you received a Fields Medal, Nobel Prize in Science, any sort of major scientific award? We're getting three no's. Okay. Question two. Do any of you believe in paranormal activity, ghosts, hauntings, stuff of that nature? Victoria's laughing like she does. I'm a no, uh, but I disagree with the notion that uh, <laughs> people that do cannot contribute to it. Like, I, I really like Black Sabbath. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's in the arts. The arts That's is one arts. thing. Arts you is need different. that. You need the. You actually, you actually have to believe in ghosts. Yeah, to I mean, a lot of those people arts. might believe in it because they were tripping on LSD. That's fine. I've had those chips too. It's fine because I really like Black Sabbath. Yeah. I love Black Sabbath. <laughs> Supernaut is their best song, I think. You know who's you know who's not winning a, a Fields Medal? Ozzy. Definitely <laughs> not getting a he Fields Medal. Teach you how to do a lot of drugs. Yep. Right. Which is, I'm uh, just saying, the, there's nothing wrong with the arts and the creative field where you're using your imagination and you're expanding your mind. It's very important. <laughs> but we're not using that to like set the laws of the universe. Yeah. Uh, you know, spiritual, otherworldly, uh, poltergeist. I'm a, I'm a spiritual guy. I don't have a problem admitting that. I am a, yeah. I'm a Ghosts? Ghosts? No. No, straight up no. Or when somebody tells you a ghost story, you're like, oh, shit. No, no, no. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Over for two. I don't believe him. I yeah, know. He's he, one of the scientists that would be like, don't can't tell, tell anybody. He's literally like, don't literally. tell. None of that was believable. <laughs> He's Zero. literally right Zero. now like, don't tell my coworkers yeah. Yeah. that I believe in ghosts. That is a straight, I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he believes in ghosts. Uh, Victoria. 
I've been trying to avoid the answer. I'll just say I am one of those people that get scared of the stories, the haunted, like, oh, this is haunted. I'm, I will get scared. I won't confirm or deny that I believe in hey, ghosts. Victoria, but... <laughs> I, I don't want you to take any offense because I myself would never be part of this other group. But you're never going to win a Fields medal. <laughs> I, I myself will also never win a feels medal, but that's okay. But not because of the ghost thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's, I actually, I, I would love to know, we should figure this out at some point because I have been in a lot of situations where I have been surprised by people I know at the first mention of ghosts being like, I got a crazy ghost story. Man, it happens me, man. all the time and it is crazy. I traded, you know, a lot of uh, finance people in New York for actors. In L.A. And boy, do a lot of actors believe in this. <laughs> I mean, like, legitimately have real conversations that I have to leave. <laughs> and you know what they say? And one of which is a close friend of mine. It's like, I don't know if uh, I want to have a conversation with you, Dave, anymore because you're so rigid in your beliefs. I was like, you never budge on your uh, your stance on something. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what needs rigidity? Beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> Give me physical proof and real data. Because you know what those same people also always say when they're starting their ghost story? They always say this. I, I don't really believe in ghosts and stuff, but, but again, you got to hear this, this story. Is all, this is really not just ghosts. It falls under this whole astrology stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 it does. The spookies. It, may, it might drive me out of Los Angeles. <laughs> I got to be honest. Yes, you know, so. when... when when I make fun of crystal chargers, I got to be careful now about how and when I make fun of crystal chargers because it dawned on me that I would say nine out of ten houses in LA have charging crystals in the moonlight. <laughs> I'm serious. Nine out of ten is nine, so- nine out of ten. Nine out of ten homes have in you Los seen Angeles a crystal- across all social economic levels and ethnic le- groups. Nine out of ten houses across the board are charging crystals in the moonlight. And honestly, I have to maybe leave Los Angeles. If people ask, why'd you leave Los Angeles? It's because uh, <laughs> there's too many crystal chargers. What are those? Mm, I don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it might drive you out You're of carrying that. around a rock on your neck. That you are going to put It's outside. no different than carrying a piece of, like, asphalt on your neck. I would put more credence in a rabbit's foot than a crystal. At least maybe that rabbit was like fancy or something special rabbit. Again, I just, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> and if I continue to get disinvited, great. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. If you don't want to have a serious conversation with me, that's okay too. You're too rigid. And I will, I will expand my belief system if next time somebody actually gives me tangible physical evidence about a fucking... They don't oh, even yeah. know what retrograde means. <laughs> Mercury's always in metro- what, what, retrograde. What does that mean? Next time someone says, like, what does that mean? And what is the evidence for it? Oh, it's just, you know, it's like when Mercury is doing its thing and then it kind of goes retro uh, against the grade. Okay. I think bad things happen. Anyway, we're going to leave it on that. Ghosts and crystal chargers. That's the end. This is going to be the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie, The Masters Part <laughs> 2. All right. We're going to let, we'll let you go. Thank you, Ying. Give us five stars. <laughs>